0: Good morning. For today's Every Day is Earth Day, we are going to be talking about how a university campus can become energy efficient, sustainable, and all that sort of thing. Recently in the news, Winona State University had some headlines splashed about being one of the most efficient Minnesota State Universities in terms of leading energy savings and sustainability with a project, and Minnesota State University happens to be doing its own work and it started earlier so with me this morning I've got Paul Corcoran he is the assistant vice president for facilities management here at Minnesota State Mankato. Good morning Paul. Good morning. Well we saw this big splash recently about Winona State and saying that we are leading in terms of being one of the most energy efficient universities but turns out Minnesota State has been doing uh, quite a few things as well and has implemented a lot of things.
1: Well, yes. Uh, actually, we used the same program uh, as Winona State. We used it a number of years ago. It's kind of started back in 2016 on the planning of it. Uh, we did a. It's called Guaranteed Energy Savings Program or projects, and the idea is that borrowing money and then the the investment in the energy savings, the energy savings value pays off the financing so we our, our project uh, back in uh, 2017 2018 uh, installation was about 8.1 million dollars so this a smaller than when knowing us but we didn't include solar um, at that time we were interested in keeping the payback lower so our our payback was around 18 years instead of their 25 but you mean to, uh,
0: to pay back all this the money in energy savings etc
1: that's yeah that's correct
0: so what sort of steps have we taken? I know it said that this project is expected to save the university a lot of money in terms of Winona's. They said it'll save the university $26 million in electricity, natural gas, and water savings over 25 years. Do we have any estimates? How much does Minnesota save?
1: I did do the calculation. Like I say, ours was a 18-year payback. In other words, everything, ours was predominantly LED lighting. Mm -hmm. And that paid back in 18 years. So then if we went to 25 years, you know, those extra seven years is all money in the pocket. Came out to be about $15.5 million over 25 years. Okay. Okay. Uh, they also, you know, talked about how many fixtures that they had changed. And, they, you know, our campus is a little bigger. So we, we had approximately 27,000 different fixtures.
0: With those LED fixtures? Uh, that we fixtures. converted to
1: LEDs uh, over a period of about 18 months.
0: How much does that actually save doing an LED versus the traditional type of fixture?
1: Well, that's a great question because it kind of depends on uh, what you've done before. Okay. As an interesting fun fact. I've been here for 30 years now and one of my first uh, one of my first jobs as a project engineer was uh, doing an energy retrofit in the early 90s. Okay. And, And so our lighting was not what you would call completely inefficient and so it did take a while. It took a big price break on LEDs for us to be able to justify from a cost savings standpoint to switch from our high efficiency fluorescent to LED. And so the timing was just right. Actually, we hit our, our bids came in under budget. And so our payback uh, was really quite good.
0: Now, Winona went the solar route. And people will say, well, why hasn't Minnesota State Mankato gone the solar route?
1: Well, we, we are interested. In fact, uh, uh, President Anch is very interested in getting a, a large solar project on campus. And I started working on this probably 18 months ago. I wanted to use the same vehicle as Winona and as what we used uh, a number of years back, which is the GESP. That was administered by the Department of Commerce. And uh, unfortunately, Winona was the last project that the Department of Commerce was able to administer.
0: So that money is no longer available
1: from them. Well, just the process more oh, than okay. just the money. And so I've been working with our, our system office, Minnesota State System Office, to try and come up with what is the proper procurement model for us to use that includes the ability to do financing. And that's been a little bit of a challenge. So,
0: Has uh, the impact of inflation had anything to do with that? Because, of course, rates have changed and that sort of thing.
1: Well, it has. It's it's had probably the biggest impact on the size of the project that oh. we were looking at. We were originally looking at about a 3.2 megawatt solar project. And in the period from between December of 21 and April of 22, we already had to discount that to about 2.5 megawatts in size just because the cost per watt installed has gone up so much.
0: Now, something you mentioned to me off the air is that we actually already have some solar on campus, which I did not know. So talk a little bit about that, where that is and how that helps us out.
1: Sure, sure. It's uh, We have a small solar array on top of the Clinical Sciences Building.
0: One of our newest buildings. One
1: of our newest buildings. And it was part, uh, it was a state appropriated building. And as uh, part of the State of Minnesota, B3, and Sustainable Buildings 23 programs. These set the standards for energy efficiency for state buildings. We included an array on the top. It's not a big one. It's about 34 kW. And what
0: does that mean? I don't know. That doesn't translate it to anything to me. Like, is it one light bulb? Is it a 1,000?
1: Well, we do meter it separately. So I took a quick look to see what we generated. We we, we generated a little bit over 11,000 kilowatt hours last year. To put that in context, that's about pretty close to like one standard home, residential home.
0: I think you mentioned that as we do more facilities building, that solar is going to be a requirement on all of them
1: in the future. Yeah, the the future is. In fact, uh, to plug our Armstrong Hall replacement request right now, the Sustainable Buildings 2030 requires us to make it 80% 80% more efficient than what a standard building would have been in th- 2003. Okay. And to reach those goals, you know, you can do all, all the things that manage how much energy the building itself uses, but to get to that 80% less, we have to incorporate some kind of a renewable like uh, solar. So that's what we're planning to propose in this Armstrong Hall replacement project is actually solar array.
0: And how far out is that? Because I know we've been hearing about Armstrong Mm -hmm. for a long time. The building's very old, I think 1960s, and not very energy efficient.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very old. (laughs) <laughs> One of our challenges in facilities management to keep keep everybody uh, um, safe, healthy, and happy in there. Actually, it, for us, we've been uh, placing uh, legislative requests since 2018. Okay. Uh, we were really hopeful last session, the 22 session, uh, where we were positioned well on the systems list, and we were thinking that there's a pretty good budget surplus statewide that this was the year it was really going to go through. I, I know folks know that uh, there was actually no no
0: bonding, bonding
1: bill yeah. that session. So we are now uh, redoing our documents for 2024. And hopefully uh, if we get that, you know, we can start design. We have some construction. We accelerated the design and construction in the project request to try and save some inflation money, mm-hmm. make it a little bit uh, more affordable.
0: Okay. Now, with the Winona project, they've got what they call a parking lot with solar panels right above the, the where the cars are, et cetera. So we chatted about that, and, and it looks really cool, and it's a very visible project, but you had mentioned that that maybe isn't the most efficient way to use solar energy.
1: Well, it, it's it's plenty. It's pretty good for being uh, efficient for solar energy. It's just uh, expensive to install okay. that way. for the... Yeah, we call it carport canopy solar. Mm-hmm. And certainly, we did in our project, we had some of that. It's going to be on lot one, which we recently rebuilt. Lot one, we planned that we would have space and infrastructure there for carport solar. But the problem is that you do need some lower cost roof mounted solar to kind of carry the extra cost that those canopy. So our carport got a little bit smaller in the last rendition. We'll see. We're still out looking for potential federal grants. Maybe the Inflation Reduction Act might have some opportunities there. We're keeping a very close eye on that. And if we can get some help with federal grants, that'll buy that payback back down and we can have a more expanded canopy.
0: What are some other things the university has done or is considering doing regarding energy savings for carbon sequestration or renewable energy and that sort of thing?
1: Well, we, we've done, you know, on our own, the State talks about the water savings. We've been doing that for decades, actually. We've gone through, uh, it's really about changing a little orifice in the flush valve that actually makes it use a bit less water. So and you're talking, um,
0: toilets right talking toilets
1: right now. Talking toilets. We've done that. And uh, so we've uh, done the water thing. I, I see they mentioned about their irrigation systems being on a programmable system. We've done that. In fact, we did that about uh, 15 years ago. So, so those are some of the things we've done, conservation-wise. We do have. a a system-wide all our HVAC systems are interconnected with uh, DDC controls. I don't know what
0: all that means.
1: (laughs) All that means is, it means we can centrally control the hours that the HVAC runs.
0: Which is your heating and air conditioning.
1: Heating and air conditioning and and so we, by scheduling uh, to match the occupancies, you know, we can save a lot of uh, money there.
0: Is there talk of any other renewable energy sources being used on this campus?
1: Well, I, we are. As uh, part of this Armstrong Hall project, we are investigating uh, some new ground source heat pump uh, technologies that are out there.
0: Is that uh, geothermal or is it? It that... is.
1: It's a very similar to what the old standard geothermal, where you see a lot of wells that go down into oh. the ground. This uh, simplifies it. It's like one well that has some powered pumping in it, and it uh, turns out to be far more far more efficient, takes a lot less real estate and, and could actually lead some of our buildings to be able to go all electric, you know, in the future.
0: Okay. So, that, that, but everything's in the future at this point, and it seems like it's based on funding mainly that uh, we're not able to go ahead.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I keep talking payback. Those are the things that are really attractive. There is a few state uh, statutes out there that actually allow public institutions like us to borrow money To make these energy improvements and then pay it back on the energy savings or with the energy savings. And so we're always looking at trying to get it within 20 years is one of the statutes and the other statute, the GESP, is 25 years. So it does need to fit within those or buy it down to that.
0: Is there anything as a public we could do to help the process to help MSU maybe get toward being more energy efficient, whether that's advocating with our legislators or or something like that?
1: Well, that, that's certainly always good. Any way folks could encourage uh, the legislators to approve our project or advance our project to replace Armstrong Hall in the 2024 session would be uh, greatly appreciated. It's, it's uh, a very old building, very inefficient, but more than just energy savings, building is, is just plain worn out. And so it's it's uh, taking away monies for facilities maintenance that we could really use other ways. You know, another thing uh, just on your own is uh, shutting your lights off and turning okay. things <laughs> off that you don't need. You'd be surprised they call it. Uh, parasitic uh, energy use, and uh, so people can chip in by just being conscious about it.
0: I was wondering about that. A lot of times we just leave our computers on, for example, all all the time, and does that take a lot? I mean, you're not using them technically.
1: Uh, No, uh, you know, I'll I'll put a little plug in here for IT. Uh, They have put in software, centrally that does put computers into sleep mode and and they don't use much energy when they're in sleep mode so that is a good thing but little things like chargers that you have plugged in the wall even if you aren't charging anything that that little charger sitting there you'll see you can feel it warm it's using a little bit of energy and and so leaving uh, lights on that aren't controlled by an occupancy sensor those kinds of things
0: so little things can all add up it sounds like yes no, the university, Winona, well, I'm going back to them, they said that, that they reduced their environmental impact. They did a percentage, 26% carbon reduction, 24% utility bill savings, 16% reduction in water consumption. Do you have some figures like that? I'm just curious how much, since we've been doing this for a while now, how much have we reduced our imprint at this point?
1: Yeah, actually, I matched up RGESP uh, project numbers with theirs. Now, GESP again stands their, for? Uh, guaranteed Energy Savings Projects. Okay. And for carbon reduction, you know, they had a bold, uh, it was 26%. I'm going to preface all this. It depends a little bit where you start from. Okay. You know, if you start from where you were at a lower place to begin with, you know, we mm-hmm. went through the 90s energy retrofit, and we've been doing things sure. to be more efficient. So we, we had a, uh, I guess, less work with, but we did knock our carbon reduction uh, was 9.1% due okay. to our project. Our utility bill savings was about 18%. And that uh, that equates up for uh, 4,161 metric tons of CO2 per year. So it was it was a very uh, significant and impactful project. In fact, Winona is in the limelight now, which is good. I mean, they should. But back at the time, we, we got our own little bit of notoriety. We won a couple of awards for our project.
0: Yeah, did you, uh, it seems to recall you were one of seven, let's see, there was a 2018 Clean Energy Community Awards that you received in back in 2018, 2018 I guess. Yes. So that was one acknowledging some of the work you've done here at the university.
1: Yeah, it, and it was a lot focused on on the big energy uh, reduction project. And then also in 2019, uh, we won the sustainable leadership for a large employer from the from the uh, environmental initiative awards.
0: Okay, what was that based on then was
1: it It really was taking the initiative to actually execute a large effort like we did. And I think as uh, we were one of the first campuses that have a project that large use the, the GESP or the GESB program mm-hmm. and so I think maybe there's one Riverland might have started a small project but mm-hmm. ours was the first large project in fact I'd like to think that you know, we might have been the inspiration for Winona, Winona to take on mm-hmm. their project.
0: Do we have anything in they're working on right now currently?
1: Well, I think, you know, I am still actively trying to get this uh, solar project, find a way to get it procured. Uh, if I can get the procurement method settled with the uh, Minnesota State, you know, because we do, it would be a project that required board approval, and so we've got to make sure that we can do it in a way that's uh, acceptable to Minnesota State. But if we get that done and get the solar project, that's, that's still in the works.
0: Is that, would that mainly be with the Armstrong Hall, or would it include other buildings as well? No, I think well? it's a,
1: a, an addition to Um, Because I was going to mention, you know, another real big opportunity is if we get the Armstrong Hall project, which, as you mentioned earlier, not very energy efficient. Sure. And I estimate that project by itself could could reduce our energy bill uh, close to $160,000 a year. Sure. And be another big uh, chunk of reduction on our carbon footprint.
0: It never ends, does it? No. What are you most excited about in terms of the future and in terms of either renewable energy or sustainability stuff you're working on?
1: I would say that, you know, this energy side uh, is very, there's a lot of innovation. I mentioned the ground source heat pump and uh, looking at different opportunities with electric vehicles, being able to actually do larger service and maintenance type vehicles. So I think there's a lot of exciting stuff coming out with, uh, um, you know, new types of equipment new, and things like that to, to save energy.
0: Well, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about some of the work that we've been doing. It sounds like it's it's been an ongoing process and it continues to be a challenge to see what we can do to make it even better.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union.